Scott Ackerman here, and uh, this is a very special episode of Earwolf Presents. This is a Comedy Bang Bang-themed episode of Earwolf Presents. Uh, my name is Scott Ackerman. I am the host of Comedy Bang Bang, which is a podcast here on Earwolf.com. I don't know why you're listening to this if you don't know what it is, but uh, maybe, you, hey, maybe you stumbled into this in some uh, weird trap. But um, I'm here, uh, Scott Ackerman, host of Comedy Bang Bang, the podcast, and I'm actually here with a very special, lovely guest of mine, uh, Miss Kulavi Lysok. My yes, w- my wife. I am your wife and lover, also the co-host of Who Charted, also on Earwolf. And the host of MyWife.com. I'm just the server for that. (laughs) And this is one of the very few podcasts that we do together. I mean... Getting a glimpse inside our relationship. I'm going to reveal so much. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. But tonight is not about revelations. It's it's about uh, and let me explain exactly what this show is for you. But uh, Comedy Bang Bang, the stand-up show, which uh, was formerly Comedy Death Ray, formerly not a thing, as Doug Benson says. Uh, <laughs> it was Tuesday nights at M Bar. Mm-hmm. Then that turned into Comedy Death Ray at M Bar, actually at M Bar. Then it moved to the Upright Citizens Brigade and was Comedy Death Ray there for a while, then, and then turned into Comedy Bang Bang when uh, when everything uh, when all the title changed. So uh, and it was Comedy Bang Bang stand up there, and and basically for ten years I produced this live comedy show in Los Angeles, and uh, which is such a feat. Shows come and go. Yours was one that I mean. I think people will be talking about it for, I think, forever. For at least another three months. Oh. Like, what happened to that show? <laughs> it's Tuesday. Where, where? Why am I at home? Um, well, this is going to be a, basically a celebration. It's of- a celebration, bitches, as... <laughs> Is that what you're trying to say? No, it's uh, what happened is the other night, um, we last Tuesday, we had our big uh, Comedy Bang Bang nat- Nativity pageant, which is our uh, huge fundraiser that we have done for the Los Angeles Regional Food Bank for the past four years, I believe. That's we've right. Done. Yeah, four years. And, and cool up, you've uh, uh, been one of the people in charge of that fundraiser every year. Yeah, one of those one of those great producers. Yeah. I'm a saint, you guys. <laughs> and um, so we did the show on Tuesday, and it had a, a, a cavalcade of guests on the show, you know, America's greatest comedians. And uh, the, the fine folks here at Earwolf set up a... Uh, a couple of microphones backstage, I guess. I yeah. wasn't really around it. I was not allowed to see what was going on. Yeah, I don't think you fully knew what was happening. I did not really know what was happening. I knew that basically what they told me is, hey, we're going to record a podcast backstage. And I went, oh, sounds good. And what we were doing basically is creating the show, the very show that you're listening to right now, where those uh, amazing comedians just took time and, and kind of spoke about their memories of Comedy Bang Bang. And I think, um, I, I, I don't want to tease it, but I think there's some heartfelt messages oh, about you, sir. And I've Scott not Ackerman. heard these, and nor did I know that they were heartfelt messages. I just <laughs> thought that people were recording some bits backstage. But can you tease sort of who is on the show uh, coming up? I mean, you know, you, the greats. You've got Zach Galifianakis, also known as Zach Galifianakis. Zach Galifianakis is on this? 
There's a, you know, Todd Glass, Jimmy Pardo, Ham, John Ham, Jenny Slate. There's so many. So many people. So many people that we're going to talk about. Um, And we're going to hear all their clips and what they recorded here. And and you're going to hear my live reactions to them. And just like our big show, uh, the Nativity Pageant was sponsored and all the proceeds went to the Los Angeles Regional Food Bank. IFC, by the way, sponsored that show. They, they gave us uh, the money, the budget to put it on. And um, all that, that guaranteed that all the ticket sales could go to the L.A. Regional Food Bank. Thank you, IFC. This podcast, this show right now, is generously being sponsored by Audible with a, with 100% of the proceeds going to the Los Angeles Regional Food Bank as well. That is great. And so Audible sponsored this podcast. Um, we have, uh, we're going to take a break and at some point and hear uh, uh, an ad for them. And, and that is really generous of them to sponsor this podcast with uh, all of that going to the L.A. Food Bank. So that's really nice. So that adds to the tally. It adds to the tally. And then what this podcast also is is kind of like, hey, if you've ever wanted to hang out backstage at Comedy Bang Bang, this is this is your chance. This is right. this is the time. Usually, when we would do the show for the past ten years, everyone is backstage doing bits. <laughs> Those bits are lost uh, in the mists of time. But no, <laughs> we recorded them this time. The and, fog of our past. Yes, but uh, now you can be part of what uh, was said backstage. So great. Anything else people need to know? I mean, I think before we start, before we get into these clips, I just, you know, want to talk to you a little bit about, you know, um, are there, I don't know, I mean, this might be a tough question. I'm just like, do you know if there's like any backstage stories that have yet to be told from the live show? Wow. Um, Is that hard to fish for right now? It's hard to think of backstage stuff that happened. I can kind of think of my favorite moments. You know, recently I... I posted the lineups for the past 10 years on my blog. Right. So uh, in order, uh, the order that everyone performed in every single week. Uh, and in doing that and copying that down, I, I um, sort of, a lot, you know, a lot of memories came to me. I, I There was one show I remember in particular that was so fun where um, uh, Jimmy Pardo, Paul F. Tompkins, and Graham Elwood all changed clothes uh, just spontaneously and started acting like each other. <laughs> Um, that was really fun. Um, there were just, you, you know, especially those early days, we were experimenting so much with what the show was. It was really interesting. There were some times where, like, we would have, if you look at some of those lineups, they're just star-packed. But there'd be like, oh, hey, Bob Odenkirk, who's the headliner, called and he's got hung up for a half hour. So, Louis C.K., do you mind stalling until he gets here? And he did He did 45 minutes of stalling, basically oh just God. 45 minutes of material until Bob got there. Also, I, I remember one of the biggest nights for me was uh, four years ago uh, in the presidential election, you know, because the show was on Tuesdays, we would do it on election night every four years. And uh, it, was, it was a very meaningful night when... Um, President Obama got elected that first time, and uh, we were there watching it during the show. And we were doing sort of a political-themed show, but we stopped it in order to see the... uh, The results. Yeah, the results and then his speech. And so that was... uh, Oh, wow. Always remember where I was for that. So it's just, uh, you know... I mean, we talked about this the other day. There were so many, like, themed shows. Yeah, a lot of themed shows. the, The Benson... Uh, well, Jimmy Pardo's, uh, uh, you know, running your trap and, and his talk show basically started there. I think the Benson interruption started there. Did it? I'm not sure, but, uh, it definitely is where we did it for a long time. 
Uh, we would have, you know, interesting shows like the world's most interesting dinner party where we would reenact um, the world's most interesting dinner party. It's, it's <laughs> hard to explain other than that. Self-explanatory in a way. <laughs> Howard Kramer, your co-host on Who Charted, uh, had a fun show that we would do every year called Halftime Comedy, That's which was right. uh, structured like a football game where the comedian would do half of their set and then... Uh, it would be halftime, and they would get interviewed on the sideline by a sideline reporter. <laughs> Often then, Natasha Leggero. And then uh, um, the analysts would then analyze how their first half went and what they should do in the second half. <laughs> <laughs> well, are you ready for this? I am ready. You know? The tears are going to be flowing. I mean, should I? Here, tissue's right here. Oh, boy. Or Cody, are you ready? Yep. Here we Engineer go. Engineer Cody's going to play codes. on the ones and twos. All right. We, so now, yeah. So as we explained before, we're going to listen to what some of your friends said right. about Comedy Bang Bang and about you. First up, Jake Fogelness interviewing Patton Oswalt. Okay. <laughs> hey, I'm Jake Fogelness. I'm here with Patton Oswalt. What's up? How are you? I'm good, man. I'm really, uh, I'd, I'd forgotten how fun it is to do comedy in Los Angeles close to my house. I've been on the road for four months, and this is a this is a very simple pleasure that I had forgotten about. Well, this is the last, I guess, live Comedy Bang Bang and the 500th Comedy Bang Bang. Do you have, like, I mean, you've been doing this Comedy Bang Bang thing since the beginning. <laughs> I know, yeah. I did it when it was at M-Bar and then when it moved. Um, it's it's weird. I was thinking about that today. It's it's Yes, it's the last Comedy Bang Bang, but in a weird way, I'm not... It doesn't feel like something I'm going to miss because the Comedy Bang Bang is like the Velvet Underground. Yes. So many people that did shows here then started their own shows. Not everybody so, has heard of Comedy Bang Bang. Everybody who's done Comedy Bang Bang. started another show. Yeah. So out of Comedy Bang Bang from performing here, I now get to do all these other amazing rooms that are out there that are started not only by people that did Comedy Bang Bang, but by people that went to it and said, well, I'll just go start my own room. Yeah. So it feels like... And also, Lou Reed did great sets at Comedy Bang Bang. Oh, my. Are you kidding? Like, His airline material was... <laughs> I mean, and to do it in that monotone and still get laughs was kind of amazing. Lou Reed was on... I saw him on Byron Allen's Comics Unleashed. <laughs> and... Lou Reed. <laughs> oh, my God. I actually believed you for a second. That would not surprise me if he suddenly... Now, now, and how far did he get, how far did get in the interview before he walked away? <laughs> he did like two minutes and then went, all right, goodbye. See ya. <laughs> But I mean, you know Scott forever. Like, uh, he, yeah, he, I, I knew him back when he and uh, BJ were doing stuff at the uh, Pedro's Grill, and and just out right out of the gate, they were already they were already acting as if they were past the form that was going to be post comedy. Right. Now that they were post stand up. Something else had come along that no one knew about, and they were already beyond that thing, and were on to this other level of weirdness. So. And, and and for him to bring that and, and keep that aspect open for people to do on a show like this that always gets a really solid crowd, that's amazing. Do you have any, like, uh, standout <laughs> memories of doing uh, Comedy Bang Bang? Even even in the podcast <sighs> and stuff. You, you can't seem to get through well, an interview the on the podcast. You can't seem, like, <clears throat> one day you will hopefully the podcast get to tell your story. To me, I'll, I'll tell you two, two quick stories before I scoot. Uh, my favorite, I think one of my favorite moments... On, on Comedy Bang Bang where we, they would do the 24-hour shows and you would get... So they, they, he basically very realistically recreated the feeling 
of when I would do open mics and you'd be going on at three fifteen in the morning. Right. Except that it was oh there's there's Paul F. Tompkins or there's Sarah Silverman and it's three fifteen and people are in pajamas. So it just it did have that weird forbidden. We are just up all night doing this for ourselves yeah. theme. I think, you know my favorite part of the podcast was? I was talking to Andy Daly, who's playing Dom DeMello, the 90-year-old, yeah. awful yeah. theater director. And, I, and I, I share this genuine, and I let myself, let's not go for a laugh here, shared a genuine, touching memory, my first memory of childhood. And then he came back with his first memory. I won't say what it is. One of the funniest. And you can hear... Scott and I like pushing away from the council so that we're not laughing right, right. and letting it it was amazing it was amazing thanks Pat oh, Jake thank you man you are the best have fun tonight oh well that's nice that's so nice I think that Patton had been from the beginning. From the one beginning. One of the superstars that we would have on uh, right at the top, who, and, whose presence helped out the popularity of the show. And he brought up something we haven't yet, which one, one of my fa- my favorite shows were the the long shows. The all-nighters. He said 24 hours. They're, they weren't. The longest was 14 and a half, I believe. But um, they, it, especially when you're putting it together, it was like 24 yeah, hours. They were the slumber party shows that we would do. Basically, what we would do is that the show would start at 7... A uh, 7 p.m. I believe, and uh, then they were supposed to end around six, but they always went long. So I believe the the one went 7 p.m. to 9 a.m. I think, uh, and we would just have like every comedian on that we could fit in there. Yeah, and even we still wouldn't have as many as I would lo- have loved to have fit in there. But um, uh, yeah, and just just doing these sets, and we did three of those uh, for the anniversary shows in in a row um, for I believe our third. F- no, sorry, second, third, and fourth anniversaries. And, yeah, they were really fun. They were huge. I mean, they were a big production. We'd trick out the stage. Uh, we'd have um, a bunch of interns uh, pass out candy and snacks, and mm-hmm. there'd be beer and, and soda. And along with that, people sleeping at 4 a.m. <laughs> because that's normal. That's what you should be doing at 4 a.m. It's so funny to look out at the crowd and see people sleeping. I remember one. there was one time we did a little thing on there where um, – just to fit more comedians on there, we had a whole bunch of comedians only doing one minute. And at one minute, we would sound an air horn. And I saw one guy, like, wake up and go, <laughs> and then glare at the air horn like, I'm trying to sleep in here. <laughs> yeah, those were fun. Those were some of my my favorite memories, too, just because of the sheer enormity of the production. I mean, that was one thing I will say that I I always tried to do is I would try to do – Stuff and by the way, the podcast is not going away. So we, well, you know, we should we should tell people it's just a live show. But I think, and I'm not dead as well. <laughs> I hope but, not. I've got people, plans for you, sir. People don't need to put a cap on my career at all. Well, but know. that's something I wanted to bring up. He couldn't mm-hmm. help but bring up the podcast because mm-hmm. Comedy Bang Bang, the brand, the name, it continues on mm-hmm. from the podcast and also the TV show on IFC. Right. So, but yeah, I mean, that is something that I would always try to do is I would try to do huge ideas that people would say, yeah, I don't think that's a good idea or I don't think you can do that. And the all night show is definitely one of those. I'm right here. <laughs> the the uh, having a Halloween maze going into the Halloween show. These shows. are all things I did poo poo when he I brought up. Well, it's and- not just you. It's like the UC, uh, Susan Hale over the UCB was like, no, you can't. No, there's no way you can do it. Both of those. She was like, I don't think there's any way you can do that. And then I'd go, come on, let's do it. Let's try With it. With those baby blue eyes. <laughs> and then she'd go, well, well, how would you do it? 
And then I would go, well, I don't know. It would be like this and this and this. And she'd go, well, that does sound pretty cool. And then you, we'd do it. We'd, we'd, uh, we'd, it'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. And both her and I were like, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was a great idea. Oh, we got to do it again next year. Yeah, so I I always, and yeah, even she was like, when are you going to do another all-night show? I'm like, you were the person who said I should never do that. <laughs> but I always tried to do big ideas, you know, like we made calendars and CDs, Christmas CDs, yeah. our We Are the World video, you know. So, I mean, that that's, you know, one thing that I always tried to do with the show is, is make it uh, uh, ambitious. Coming up next, Jimmy Pardo and Todd Glass. Coming up next? Come up next? <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> Well, what, what do you say? Are we recording? You were rolling, yeah. Well, I don't know which way, because I could go serious. I'm going to miss it. But I don't know what you're going to do, and I don't want to be mocked. One moment ago, I was asked to do this by myself, and then they forced you into this with me. So bring it. Make a decision if you're going to go funny or serious. Make that off air. What is your name? I'm Jimmy Pardo. Okay, well, let me tell you something. I am a co-headliner. Uh-huh. I demand to be treated. Right, well, then I'll treat you with that respect. <laughs> Half respect. Why are you here? Uh, no, why don't you let Jimmy go first? Because together it doesn't work. Now, li- oh, motherfucker! Oh, he just hit his head. I'm gonna miss it. I love that. It I'm glad great. it's gone. I'm glad it's gone. You know My what? Todd Glass, by the way, for the listening audience. I will say this: if Scott had said, and I'm, I'm very serious about this. I know. If Scott had said three years ago, last show, I went. You know what? Time is right. Now, a little long in the tooth. Little, we, we get it. Comedy. You know famous people. We get it. But the point is, but three years ago, go out on top. They always say go out on top. Scott says go out on top, and three years later. I got to agree. But they're right? Gonna, they're going to keep doing the podcast. So yeah, but well, you know what? Are. The podcast is a different thing. It's characters Thank and sketches. You. Hello. It's, uh, it's just audio. I yes. can't look at the people. That's very important to me. I like to see faces. Thank you. When it's comedy. You know, I always hated comedy records as a kid. Vinyl, hated it. What's that guy doing? Right. Now listen, and I'm very serious about this, and I'm going to say this sincerely to you, and I want you to loom over me. Um, <laughs> By the way, for the people at home, there's someone looming over him. I His was name on is Big John. This is a true story. I was on the very first oh, comedy death ray at I the M Bar. I was on the very first one. I was the first headliner, and uh, I'm proud to be at the very last show. I'm disappointed. I did a lot in between. Mm-hmm. But you know what? That's life. So you were sort of just at a moment. Can I have? Can I say something? Well, I'm gonna wait till Jimmy's not. Can around. I tell you something? Let me tell you did something. I say wrong. Here's what you said wrong. What? I just had a moment, and then you didn't even let that moment have one second to breathe before you went. Now listen, you just had a moment. Now let me have mine. Let my let people enjoy what I just said. That's your problem. It's all about you. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> well, when I started comedy. Okay, I'm going to say something actually serious, because okay. I'll feel better driving home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, by the way, you can't, it's not that it has to be one or the other. But uh, the M bar, where it all started, and that, great memories. I think I'd be depressed if I wasn't a part of it. So it yeah. makes me very happy. Do you know what I'm talking about? I'm very grateful because I just moved here from New York, you know, like nine months ago, that I've gotten to be a part of this sort of even at the end, you know, like I'd heard about it in New York City. It was, mm-hmm. you know, like sort of like how Luna was always a, a show in New York, you know, you know, Death Ray and what Scott was doing, you know, had that sort of legendary status. And like, it's great to be a part of it. Like, yeah. As it, and as you know what? Ends. Yeah. I think like seriously, as comedians, I think, look, I, I like being silly. I like being serious. But you always like, you know, you're like, should I be too serious? Yeah. yeah. But you know what? Why, why the fuck not? Yeah. I mean, like, uh, I, I have enough time where I get to be uh, where I get to joke around and yeah. just to take 
20 seconds out or 30 or maybe a minute if they're editing this. Um, no, I, it's, I don't have to look back in 20 years and go, oh, my God, that was really special. I didn't realize it when I was going through right. it. I realize it going through it, yeah. that it's part of a very special scene, a lot of fun, not only on stage, the audiences, but hanging out off stage. Everything about it is just awesome. Scott really created a, a fun environment and, and supportive environment. Yeah. You know, it's, it's really special. And I like that they use all the, the, a lot of the same, the, the same of the, the old gang that was sort of, you yeah. know, and then invite new people. Yeah. I like that. I don't when it's the same twenty people all the time. I like that you walk in there one night and you see someone you've never seen before. You're like, this guy's funny, this girl's funny. So I didn't know it was the last night. I mean it's not like comedy's ending, so I'm not uh, then no, I No 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 comedy's ending. <laughs> it's over. This but is it. Special night is ending and it, and it, and um so yeah, yeah, I'll I'll miss it. Thank That's you. That's all I got. Do I get paid? <laughs> oh, I, legends! Two legends! Two legends! I love those guys. They were there from the beginning too. Literally, Pardo, uh, yeah. there from the beginning. Uh, two of the funniest guys I know. Are you touched? You look touched. Very touched guys. <laughs> More by Todd. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Quick, everybody, tweet, tweet, Pardo. Um, there was mention of a big John. Uh, he's tall John. Tall yeah. John. <laughs> Yeah, and Tall John, I don't know if you knew that he, um, Jake did a lot of the interviewing, but Tall John, our good friend, uh, who works is a writer on uh, Bob's Burgers. Bob, I was going to say Bob's Big Boy. <laughs> He's a writer on Bob's Big Boy. He writes he menus. Writes, yeah, <laughs> but he was corralling people and you know just basically mm-hmm. getting people to to yeah. to be interviewed. I did know that. Thank you me. did. Oh well, great. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you, Todd and Jimmy. That's very nice. Uh, and and. It was my pleasure to have them on the show so much. Next up, Zach Galifianakis and Tim Heidecker. Wait, is this a Check. podcast? Is this the whole thing? Yeah, yeah. Are we done? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I don't have any fond memories of anything. No. Yeah, Tim can't re- think of. He, I can't remember anything, his, but I also, when I do, they're always the, the worst elements of the thing that happened. Like, I always fo- focus on the negativity. You've had a good set there. Many no. Guys. Yes, you're right. Now, now I'm remembering. This is classic stuff. This is, reminds me of that who's on first routine. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Um, and by the way, folks, we didn't write this ahead of time. This is completely improvised. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we did write the one thing. Let's do the thing that we wrote. Okay. Uh, here we go. Oh, yeah. Um, I start this one. Um, Oh, hi, Neil. Hey, what's going on, Chuck? No, I said Neil. <laughs> oh, yeah. It doesn't really work on a PCAST. Uh, w- We're I wishing think... Scott Ackerman all the best and yes. many more years of creativity and success. That's right, Tim. Um, uh, we think that um, comedy is very necessary. It's very important. For the soul. And it's nice when angels like Scott uh, that kind of arrange a lot of the comedians to get together... And it means a lot to the comics. It means a lot to me, for sure. In all seriousness, the fact that Scott is such a nice, um, almost a den mother, if you will. Not only a comic, but also a den mother. He's a breath of fresh air in this sick, polluted world of comedy agents and managers and people just trying to get the best of you and trying to steal your money and take everything from you. Scott has always been a genuine guy. I wish you guys could see Tim's face right now. (laughs) Because it is elated with sincerity. <laughs> he, I, I, list, I made a list of, of the best people I know, and he's one of the best. Huh. Who else made that list? 
um, Dean Kane, the Superman guy from Lois and Clark, and Zach Galifianakis, who uh, happens to be right next to me. Which, uh, what's the order? It goes number one, Zach, number two, Scott, number Ugh. three, Dean Kane, number four, Steve Agee, number five, Mitt Romney, who I got to know really well the past couple weeks. I, I, yeah, I remember. I got your text about yeah. that. And, I'm, uh, his, uh, I'm his real estate agent, and we got him into a really neat condo, and it's got all kinds of amenities. He's a nice man. He's a sweetheart, yeah. He's very funny. Yeah, yeah, I would imagine yeah. he would be. He has one of them. Uh, he has a whoopee cushion that he keeps in his mm-hmm. in his SUV. Yeah. You never know where when you're going to get it. Right. You know, he's picked me up. Yeah. A, and sometimes I sit down, nothing. And then well, other you times, saw that debate when he did it to Obama, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah, but they cut the sound. It sucks. Yeah, well, they, the, the chairs weren't mic'd <laughs> properly. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Very nice. Oh, very Den nice. Mother Scott. Very funny. Yeah, I've heard that Den Mother before. But uh, that's very nice of Zach to say. I think Sarah's called you a Den Mother. Sarah Silverman. I think there was an interview, or a, I, I think in the New York Times article, it was I was called the Den Mother of comedy or something. I, I think it was Zach's quote, actually. Oh, okay. I think those may be the only words he knows. <laughs> Sometimes he mixes it up, though. He'll go. He came out of the womb saying, Mama, and then they put him in the den. <laughs> You charted. You charted, honey. What's that? You oh, charted. I charted. Oh, you yes. You charted with Mitt Romney. Number two. Two. I was two. You were two. That's so nice. What an honor. <laughs> Thanks, guys. You guys are uh, hilariously funny. Now we've got a group that we're going to listen to. It's John Hamm, Jenny Slate, Ricky Lindholm, Chris Hardwick, and Steve Agee. Mm. Steve Agee? John Hamm. Steve Agee. John Hamm. John Hamm. Steve Agee. <laughs> Well, we um, did it. We it. Hey, right, we got that. Hey, it's Steve Agee. And John Hamm. <laughs> and we're backstage at the final Comedy Bang Bang show. The last one ever. How many End show, of an era. How many shows do you think you've been in? Uh, Not been to, but both, been in. Of both iterations, Death Ray, Death Ray and Bang yeah. Bang? I'm going to say, honestly, four. Four. Yeah, I think four. And were like, they usually like the Christmas shows where you're... I've done two Christmas shows, this one and the year before, and then I think I've done a couple little walkie-yawny types at the uh, at the UCB. You've been to a lot of shows, I've been too, to though. a lot, yeah. I, I used to go at the old M-Bar. Remember the M-Bar? Yeah. Oh, my God. That was when I started coming. Holy shit. I don't think I ever went to an M-Bar show. That was a, that was a fun group, fun times, different venue, different venue. There, there was food and drink there. So Do you have a, a favorite comedy bang-bang performer? Jenny Slate is watching. Jenny, Jenny come right over here. here. You can talk with us. Do you want me to sit on your lap? You can sit on my lap. Well, he did tap his knee. Bring this cube in closer. Bring that cube in. What's we have Jenny Slate here? with us now. We're Jenny, talking about Jenny comedy Slate. bang bang memories. Hi. Introduce yourself, Jenny. My name is Jenny Slate. Hi, Jenny. I'm John Hamm. Hi, John. And Jenny just moved to L.A. from New York, so you haven't been to, to as many comedy bang bang shows, right? You know what? I did so many this summer. I just oh, wow. did them a lot. And then I would do it every time I came out here. So, yeah, not that many. <laughs> did you ever do it when it was comedy death ray? Um, a, I thought you were giving me the finger. And B, yes. He was totally giving you the finger. A, I am not. And yes, he B, was. cool. Yes, he was. Um, now he is. No, I, I asked you, do you have a favorite, favorite My favorite performer? comedy bang-bang performance probably... Uh, a uh, comic that a lot of people haven't seen. Her name's Jenny Slate. Oh, she's um, lovely. Probably my lovely. that's probably my favorite. She hasn't done a lot of. She did, she a, did a lot a, recently. It seemed like they oversaturated the shows with her this summer. Recently, there was a recently, lot there was of a Jenny lot. Slate over the and summer. And I was like, "Who's this?" Yeah. And I didn't Who's realize this firecracker. This firecracker. She's like she's a bundle of energy. 
Yeah, yeah, Chris, we are. Hey, Chris yeah, Hardwick. Who's Jenny Slate? This is Chris Hardwick and Ricky Lindholm. Jenny was like synonymous with Comedy Bang Bang. For years. Like yes. overkill? And by yeah. years, I mean year. And by year, I mean 2012 to summer. Yeah, it's she's hard no to believe. longer with us. It's hard to believe she's gone. Because of too many Comedy Bang Bang? She over yeah. Bang Bang. Yeah. <laughs> she over One too Bang Bang. One too many and you'll warning. do it. Scott gives you a warning and it's right. up to you to it, eat it or not. That is fair. Yeah. That is all fair. <laughs> Oh, you can't I, see the you ghost guys of don't Jenny see Slate? Jenny Slate, right? No. The go- it's a ghost. She's gone. Let her go. Yeah, well, really honestly, gone. she's never really gone because we have her memory. <laughs> and her memory is with us right now. Yeah. Wearing she an adorable forever. dress. Who's your dress by, Jenny Slate, ghost? <laughs> my, my dress is by uh, a New York label called Built by Wendy. <laughs> Built by Wendy. Exactly. So great. And what's your favorite Built by Wendy uh, memory? Uh, one time I went in there and they said, you get the hell out. And, and I, so I did, and it was very, um, you know, it was funny. One of those New York moments. <laughs> so built by Wendy, yeah. exactly. Anyway, Jenny Slate's ghost, it was so nice having you here on the Comedy Bang Bang Thank Recollection you. Show. Congratulations on all your We've enjoyed success. It. Bang Bang, thanks so much. 2012, Jenny Let's, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's bring him in. All right. Thanks, Ghost of Jenny Slate. <laughs> oh, well, tell him That we'll would have been a great later. comedy bang bang moment. Ask him again. Justin Still Hoffman, no. Dustin Hoffman's son. Still no. Yes. Still no. Yeah. Let's okay. two. <laughs> the search for Curly's gold. Don Voight. Oh, good. And Dustin. After the election, we can get some Hoffman. Don and Justin. We should, next time, next year, we'll get Don Voight. All the big names are showing up for this final. Sal Pacino. Sal Pacino. Yeah. We can get Bobbert De Niro. Is that different enough? Fresica Lang is here. Fresica Lang. Is it possible to get Fredward Norton? Fredward. Fredward, I think. They're twins. Tedward and Fredward. For Gorney Weaver. Oh my gosh, so I talented. honestly can't think of anything. I can't think of a. I'm trying to think of a celebrity. Any actor, any actor in literally changed the first letter. Smalley Shore is backstage. I don't even know. Carol Paul Streep? Shore? How about that? That's pretty good. Carol Streep Carol was lovely. Streep. She was lovely in Framer versus Framer. Anything you would like to say to Scott Ackerman? Scott, thanks. <laughs> Scott, make God laugh. Comedy Bang Bang, make God laugh. Yeah. Comedy, comedy Bang Bang, bang, bang make, God make God laugh. People realize that, that, in all sincerity, that, that when it was Comedy Death Ray and then Comedy Bang Bang, was responsible for so much of the comedy that's in the world developed as a result of the M Bar shows and the and the and then ultimately the UCB shows and you know before John Hamm was an actor on a big television show, he used to hang out at M Bar. I sure comedy. did. I sure did. And so uh, Scott is a tastemaker. He, he <laughs> get out of here. Just to quote that marketing Malcolm talk. Gladwell, Scott, you are. A taste maker at the tipping point. And Scott. that taste, by the way, a lot of people don't know this. Cinnamon. <laughs> oh, the cinnamon. funniest of all tastes. Cinnamon. I thought it was cumin. I guess I'm wrong. Oh well. Do you guys know Mark Cuman? <laughs> His Mark brother, Mark Cuban's brother, brother Mark yeah. Cuman. Yeah. Yeah. Really good guy. Good guy. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> On that final pun, I think. 
Carter was from Cuma. <laughs> what is it? Um, yeah. <laughs> All right. Sorry, on Ham, that final AG, Hardwick, and Lindholm uh, out. I'm sure you're going to hear more people, though, after Thank this. You, Thank you, Scott Ackerman. Thank you, Scott Ackerman. Thank you, Scott uh, Bye. That is such a great, like, example. The bits could go forever. And as you will see, these are unedited <laughs> clips. <laughs> I like how, it, I, you know, I expected these people to get drunker and drunker and more loose as they continued. It took the third clip for people to just like, <laughs> all right, uh, forget about it being memories of the show. Let's do cumin puns. <laughs> Babe, it got deep, though. There was like, there were talks of like afterlife. Mm, that's true. You know, you never know what we're going to talk about backstage, these shows. Up next, Andy Richter and Paul F. Tompkins. Hey, Paul. Andy, hi. It's me, Paul F. Tompkins, it's the comedian. It's me, Andy Richter. Uh, I guess I would say comedian. Yes, I would say yeah. so. Because uh, I would have said philanthropist. <laughs> but uh, No one would agree. Nah, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, I, I'm trying. To, I'm trying. I feel like you're not sure what that word means. It means like a real handsy kind of guy, yeah, right? Yeah, that's not what it means. Oh. No. No, it's like somebody who does charitable works for other oh, people. Oh, that. Out of the no, well, no, there no, we go. No, no. This is the crux of all. it right here. That is not me at all. All right, I'm going to go with comedian then. Let, let me ask you. I will. To share with me your memories. My memories. Of Comedy Bang Bang. Oh, oh, I thought you were just going to say memories. I was going to say, how much tape have you got? Start at <laughs> your very first memory. <laughs> my very we'll go first forward until we get to Comedy Bang Bang. Uh, my very first memory would probably be Comedy Bang Bang. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. I do a lot of drugs. Right? Yeah. Up top. Yes. My brother. High five. 420. Except not really. Yes. Not really. 420 yes. indeed. A 420 old man. I say 420 twice, so 840 for me. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. It's twice the high. Um, well, Comedy Bang Bang, I uh, I uh, have, uh, you mean the live show, the podcast? I would say whatever. I would oh. say, well, I mean, because tonight we're, we're commemorating, it's the last live Comedy Bang Bang until question mark. Who knows if yeah, it's ever Yeah, sure, until he gets, you know, bored. He's going to miss it. Or needs $12. Yeah. He, wants to, he needs to hear the applause. All right, tell me about it. He can't Don't we a... all? We I do. live for it. We it's do. mother's milk. It's, it's my life's blood. Um... Uh, well, uh, and, oh, no, is comedy death ray? That doesn't count, right? That really does. No, that counts. Is that, that counts. is that included yeah. in sort of the... Sir, we're doing a two-person yes. interview over here. And, uh, we're, we're, I'm not sure who's interviewing asked, who. I think it doesn't count either. We've no, repeatedly asked for complete up. silence. What is happening? The disrespect is unbelievable. This is like Steven Spielberg's Lincoln. <laughs> Lincoln. Yes. More like a podcast with you here. Oh. That was that was a classic zinger straight was, out of the oh, Mitt Romney boy, playbook. Tell me about it. Well, more like a podcast with you here. Um, really good. Romney. Gosh, I uh, well, I remember. Uh, I think I did a show uh, once in Vancouver. Yes, um, Vancouver Comedy Festival. Yes, I did, and I did a bit because I don't really do a lot of stand-up type bits. That's a and I did one. Yeah. I did one. Um, no, and I did a bit uh, on stage there uh, in which I uh, made a joke about uh, having sex with my own son, mm-hmm. and, and then and some other really horrible thing. And then the last part of the bit, I said that I had gone to a Republican fundraiser, and everyone went boo. <laughs> 
And I said, I was like, I just said I fucked my own son, and that was fine. Yeah. But to go to a Republican fundraiser, even which, the, by the way, it's in the context of a joke, yes, people. Even as a premise, they yes. didn't like it. They didn't like Boo! <laughs> so, um, I don't know what that exactly has to do with comedy bang bang, but it was fun. Sometimes it's just as much fun to get booed as it is for people to laugh. It is, it kinda. It is. It's more memorable. Either way, you feel superior. That's right. Yeah. I remember the booze. The laughs I forget. That's right. That's the name of my autobiography. I'm writing it right now. Long title. <laughs> the la- <laughs> It's the booze I remember. <laughs> oh no, not booze. Oh, it's a bad title. Everyone thinks Tom I'm an alcoholic. I know. Mm. Now, when does he ask me questions? Now I'll ask you a question. Oh, all right. Um, Turn I'm about sorry. Fair play. I'm sorry. It was taking forever. <laughs> I don't wasn't know it? what's happening. Here. I don't either. It's an, um, so I forgot the purpose of it. <laughs> right. All right. Oh, now, Scott why don't you Ackerman. you give me? Do you have any personal anecdotes about uh, any fun times spent with Scott Ackerman? I I love uh, performing with Scott. And uh, I love how silly he is, and and uh, it doing doing comedy bang bang whether it's whether it's the live show or the podcast or whatever, uh, it's always even more fun than I think it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And I go into it thinking this will be a good time, but it's there's something about Scott that uh, that really it's so he's so uh, up for. Just being absurd and silly, yes. which I really enjoy. The thing, the thing I will miss the most, I think, is the um, when they used to do the all-night anniversary parties. They would do yeah. these pajama parties where people would come in pajamas to the UCB, and some of the performers would be in pajamas, and it was just this great punchy vibe. Really late at night, yeah. you know, and it would get to be the wee small hours of the morning, like right before sunup. Um, just stuff like that. It's it's uh, you know you can't do that forever. Right. You know, that's that's for young people. It certainly is. <laughs> you know, but it's 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 a shame. It, it's sad to let it go. Yeah. You know, when you realize like, ah, that might be that might be beyond me a little bit. Yeah. I'd, yeah, have, to, yeah, I'd yeah. have to save up some energy for a few years. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you need to give that's me a how, couple years heads up. Yeah. As you're saying it to me right now, as a 46 year old, it sounds <laughs> right. horrible. Right. <laughs> it sounds like torture. <laughs> oh, awful. But there was one I remember going to sleep. At home, going to bed at home and setting an alarm, you know, for three or four or something and getting dressed up in a suit and going over to the UCB to do a set. And it was, you know, it's like as soon as that alarm went off, I really resented it. Um, But then as I was on my way to the show, I it, it just really made me smile that this is such a. This is this is it's one of those moments where it's like this is the life we've chosen, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's so ridiculous that right. it's like that kind of stuff. I really and do kind of self filating. Self filating. Sorry, <laughs> didn't mean to get sincere there for two seconds. Oh boy, forgot who I was talking to. <laughs> no, come on. All right, I'm the sorry. Grinch who stole my anecdotes. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I think I may have mentioned this before. Why is it called How the Grinch Stole Christmas? That's not the thing that's at issue. Because he just went and stole their stuff. Like the mechanics of that, it's why the Grinch stole Christmas. That's the story. It's like, why is this creature so fucked up that he feels compelled to steal the Christmas of an entire town? Well, but I think that they're just telling the story and that the why is up to you. (laughs) 
know it isn't at all. Like, they lay it out there. I know. Like, this guy's fucked up. That's why he but stole they, Christmas. But the how is not, it's not like, we're not talking about Ocean's Eleven. You know right. what I mean? It's not like this complicated well, but A story scheme. is not, you, when you, you want someone to tell you a story, you're mainly talking about the plot. Like, a story yeah. is typically... I would it, argue that the the why of it is the plot, because the, the, the stealing of Christmas is a very short amount of time, and the rest of it is them talking to this fucking guy, like, trying to, you know, make him see that uh, Christmas is a good thing. I just disagree. I think it's... I think well, how the Grinch stole Christmas is fine. We'll let history and judge I'm, it. All right. Andy, thank you for being I'm, my guest. Well, thank you for being my guest. <laughs> Always great to have you. That's really great. And listen... If you get a chance, introduce me to this Ackerman fella. Oh, sure. He sounds, he sounds like a nice guy. You can't miss him. He's six feet tall. He's got green fur all over him, <laughs> and he hates Christmas. I'm not interested in his motivations, just his actions. <laughs> oh, that just, you know what? It's just hit me. While Paul was talking about the all-nighter, mm-hmm. it just hit me like, oh, it's gone. The live show's gone. Let's, oh, let's do another one. Let's do it next month. No, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I find it interesting that Paul says, "I got dressed up in a suit." Shouldn't he just say he got dressed up? Are these suits a costume for him? <laughs> Doesn't he know we know that's all he wears? <laughs> I got dressed up in a suit. Hmm, interesting, Paula Thompson. <laughs> Thanks, guys. That was very nice. Up next, Ricky Lindholm and Joss Whedon. Oh, what? Superstar film director and writer Joss Whedon? Creator of Buffy, The Vampire Slayer, Firefly, and much, much more? Director of the Avengers? Let's listen. Hi, I'm Ricky Lindholm of Garfunkel and Oates. And I'm Joss Whedon of of being Joss Whedon. (laughs) For all the time. Um, Hi, Scott. So Scott was one of the first people to give Garfunkel and Oates a show. Or, you know, let, let let us on his show. And, uh, you know, we've been doing uh, Death Ray and then Bang Bang for four years now, and we love it. It's a great audience. It's a great home, and I'm sad it's gone. But We heard that you caused it to die. Yeah, I killed it. Yeah. I murdered it. Yeah. We played on it. We bombed too many times, and people stopped coming. Yeah, people are like, Garfunkel Oates again. the Garfunkel portion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. People are like, that Oates is cute, but Gar- is, if Garfunkel's yeah. going to be there, I'm out. And then attendance just died. Was it one of your first shows? Yeah. It was like maybe the third or fourth show we ever did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it could have even been the second, actually. I think, yeah, yeah, we played a midnight show, and then that was the second show we ever did was Comedy Bang Bang. Wow, that was really interesting for the first half. <laughs> and it kind of tailed off. Into, and then it just okay. got really, because see, that's, that's like the Garfunkel and Oates. You know, yeah. the first two years were good, and then yeah, we no. just got really shitty, and then people stopped coming to Bang Bang, and I now it's dead. I love how you phoned it in. Yeah, yeah. So is this really the end? Is there more? Is, is there, there more? Is there a bang, a bang future? Is there a bang in Olufsen? Is there something? Mm-hmm. Making high-end stereo equipment. <laughs> excellent, excellent. That's the next, oh, that's that's nice. the next phase. Well, maybe there'll be a hope, another Christmas show next year, because this is really fun. Yeah, it's a really great lineup, really great cause, L.A. Food Bank. Um, no, we love Scott. He's great. He gave us a chance. He put us on a show probably way before we were ready. And we really appreciate it. Have you ever thought that he smells like coleslaw? You I, brought that up. <laughs> I don't know if I, I if that's personal. You know, I thought the, it was him. Then I realized it was the coleslaw I, in the room. Or does the coleslaw, coleslaw smell like Scott? 
Oh, is that it? I don't know. Something offensive. Yeah. Sorry. That's the age-old question. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. Just this coleslaw smelling Scott or does Scott smell like coleslaw? Um, What's the worst thing you could be said to smell like? Coleslaw is up there, I think. Yeah, no. I, I mean, Pickles? I don't know. I don't want to smell like pickles. I'm not going to be Eel? like. I don't want to be. I don't want to be in the midst of lovemaking and say, you know, you smell like pic- a condiment. Yeah. You, you are some sort of condiment. You smell like mustard and eel. You, you smell- are wasabi <laughs> hot, but. Ew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Is that good? You know, this is my second bang bang, and yeah. it's by far. The second of yeah. the two. It is really... It's a much bigger lineup. The first one, I have to say, was really the penultimate experience. Uh-huh. And then this is the last. It's over. Let it go. Sorry, Scott. It's over. Let it go. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Scott. I got to explain the coleslaw, Scotty. What was the coleslaw? There was coleslaw backstage? Yeah, there was. The we end had, we had of a, explanation. We basically we we had a a, a great uh, volunteer caterer. That stuff um, was good. By it the was way. so. No, good. I'm not talking about the coleslaw because I didn't have any of that. But those sandwiches, oh great sandwiches. But before he put down the sandwiches, all that was laid out was chips. Great mm-hmm. handmade chips. Oh, so good. And then a big bowl of coleslaw, and that was backstage and for the longest. Mm. So you've got that vinegary. <laughs> Smell. It was odd because there was no sandwiches. It just was really weird that those were the two options up top. I'm not going to lie. At this point of the day, that big bowl of coleslaw is sounding really good. (laughs) I like how you say sandwiches. Is that how I say it? Yeah, it was always like sandwiches, but you were like sandwiches. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Okay. Sandwiches, my dear girl. Sandwiches. (laughs) Sandwiches. This is who you married. Minnesota. This is who you married, honey. Ricky, thank you so much. I don't remember putting you on before you were ready. I just liked you guys. Uh, I think that that maybe is you romanticizing it a bit because you guys, uh, Garfunkel and Oates, in my opinion, were always ready. Yeah. And Joss Whedon, never met you. Thanks for hanging out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're a huge fan. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like I am. Oh, I love Joss Whedon. Yeah. Um, Would like to meet you. No one's ever bothered to intro you to me. (laughs) Ricky? You want to do me a favor? Uh, Ricky introduced me to him that night. I played it cool, Scott. You uh, would have really right. been proud of me. <laughs> Coming up next is Jake talking to David Cross. Mm. David. Hi, I'm Jake Fogelnest, and David Cross is here. Hi, David. Hi, Jake. How are you? It's good to see you again. Thank you. You too. I like it's a very calm conversation. It's, it's been a while. It's been since you handed me the microphone. I know. <laughs> We're talking, people are just honoring Scott Ackerman, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and some people are being very, very sincere, Yeah, and and that's nice. Uh, No, that's great. Scott deserves it. Um, I, I, you know, I've been a fan of his work for, uh, uh, I mean, off and on for a number of months. Uh, in, a, in a cumulative sense, right, yeah, I've yeah. known him for a long time. He's done some great well, work over of, the years. But owns, I'd say a couple months where, if you strung it all together, he'd have a couple months worth of really good work. He owes every like this is really your night because he sort of owes everything to you, right? Oh, that's, I mean, no, that's not true at all. I, I, I mean, yes, I did have something to do with getting him a Kennedy Center Award, yeah. uh, which. Or Kennedy Center Honor, uh, uh, and I know they cut that part out of the program. He was in between Led Zeppelin and uh, Letterman, but uh, and a lot of people said it was a bit premature. Right. Uh, no, he was the youngest person to ever be accorded that honor. 
Um, I thought it was weird that he just got up on stage and took the award and just shouted YOLO and then left. Like, that was that was the entirety of his speech. That speaks to his economics, uh, um, his, his, his performance economics. Right. He, he doesn't have to say a lot to say a lot, you know? Oh. Um, wh- when did you meet Scott? It was it was Mr. Show, right? Back in the back in the old Mr. Show days. Yeah, I guess. Um, oh, I guess uh, he and BJ were doing. Uh, what was the name of their comedy group? The the something boy like the they had a, they had a comedy duo sketch thing. Right. Uh, um, Nichols and May. <laughs> no, uh, I don't know if that'd be. It's probably copywritten at this point. <laughs> Uh, no, they they had a it, yeah, yeah, yeah. it had it had a, t- a name to it like a silly sketch comedy name. Anyway, uh, uh, so we saw some of their stuff because we were also in the in the early stages of Mister Show, and uh, and we went and saw him. And Bob was the you know said, hey, we should hire these guys. I think they've got a fresh voice. Did he, he use the term fresh? That's his thing. When he sees Bob's, something that he likes, he goes, not the There's a fr- that's got a fresh voice. Or yes. These guys, uh, these re- these guys are really turning the tables. Like, yeah, they're, they're taking comedy and they're uh, turning it on its side and kicking in its ear. Yeah, it's really. It's, it didn't make, yeah. <laughs> they're, kick, they're giving comedy a good kick in the crotch. Um, and then, you, you mean, you've obviously done the, uh, the live shows at M-Bar and then at UCB. Oh, yeah. What, are the, what is it like to do sets there? Was it, were those fun shows? Oh, are God, those... yeah. Uh, the, the L.A. audience is, is I think, uh, or at least in the alternative sense, you yeah. know, those rooms, is, is second to no one. I think uh, it's, they're even better than New York, which are great audiences. But uh, uh, I, I think L.A. Is, has got the greatest... Uh, comedy fans. When you when sense. you come out on stage in Los Angeles, do you make a point of going? I just want to say, Los Angeles crowds are the best crowds in the world, and just kind of. Um, give- what I do is I get everyone's phone number as they're coming in, and then I text that to them in a mass text, just a group text, and then go on stage like right as they're all checking their phones, and they're like, <laughs> "Oh, neat," and then I go out. So that way I'm, you know, killing two birds with one stone. Kind of. I don't want to eat into my time. Right. right. No, like, I mean, it's it's. Uh, it's it really good. is. It's a wonderful community. It's and, just like and we're raising money for sandwiches for the homeless. Is that right? what it is? Yeah, we're, we're buying. We're, the money we'll the waste tonight, is, uh, we'll probably be able to buy like 650 sandwiches. Why shouldn't they just get like the big party subs or... Yeah, but we're going for quality. We're going for like uh, Asiago that. cheese, Black Trouble. Uh, I wow. mean, why would you discriminate? I mean, sure, we could get. I mean, if we we got cheaper sandwiches, we could right. feed uh, uh, exponentially way more people. I would imagine. Right. But why don't we give six hundred and fifty homeless people a real, a really good fucking meal. treat? Well, a really th- awesome sandwich. Well, the thing that I respect Carved about you, farm to table. You are such a foodie, and you're unabashed about it. You're just mm-hmm. un- you're unashamed. I'm not bashed. <laughs> I'm not bashed. <laughs> All right. Thank you, David. It's nice to chat with you. You're welcome, Jake. About Scott. All right. All right. <laughs> About Scott? About oh, Scott. Scott. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. Uh, my old Mr. Show buddy, David y- Cross. Your old boss. 
My old boss. David yes. Cross. He brought Cross up- boss. <laughs> That's what we used to call him there. Hey, Cross boss. Uh, Scott, do you mind if we take a quick break? Speaking of Audible. I do. So let's keep going. Oh, and <laughs> but you seem so thankful before. Well, you know, yeah, I feel like that was our break, me thanking them. No, <laughs> let's let's hear from the fine folks at Audible because they're, uh, don't you know, donating this money for you guys to listen to this. So uh, let, let's let's hear from them. We would like to thank Audible for sponsoring this special episode of Earwolf Presents. Audible is a leading provider in audiobooks who has sponsored Earwolf shows like Comedy Bang Bang since the beginning. Their charitable contribution is a huge help to the Los Angeles Regional Food Bank. We here at Earwolf, along with our friends at Audible, encourage listeners to make their donations at lafoodbank.org to help feed the hungry this holiday season and throughout the year. You can also go to audiblepodcast.com slash bangbang for a free audiobook and a free 30-day trial. Support Audible because they support us and a great cause, the L.A. Regional Food Bank. Once again, please visit audiblepodcast.com slash bangbang to show Audible that our fans appreciate their contributions to a great cause. We're back. Scott Ackerman, Kulav Vilaisak, Super Team. Married. Yep. The, Spies. One of, the, one of the few married people in the world. <laughs> We're so special, honey. And uh, what do we have coming up next year? This, by the way, these a lot of these are not just messages; they're just people doing bits, as we found out. So, uh, what do we have next? What is next on the bit bus? <laughs> up next, Kristen Schaal, Kate McCucci, Ricky Lindholm, Paul F. Tompkins, Lance Bangs, Kurt Braunholer, Chris Hardwick, and Jake Fogelnest. Hi, Kristen. How Hello, are you? Hello, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. We're t- we're here backstage at the comedy bang bang yep. thing. And uh, uh, hi, hi, Kate. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I want to. I want. What if to, it wasn't I, recording? And we were just talking to you, like it was Kate, with microphones. Kate is me, and I am Kate. Um, hi, I'm Kristen, and I am Kate. And I'm Senator Barack Obama, former Senator Barack Obama. Um, Ricky, you look like that girl in the in the commercial singing for the for the breast cancer awareness. But that's not you. You should sue that. You should sue her. <laughs> not cool yeah i'm sorry i'm sorry i i have nothing to do with it yeah yeah a little bit yes yeah for breast cancer awareness but i thought it was you for a second and then i was like i don't think so no now that i see you no definitely not you and now that you're yeah, saying you're not her, I really don't yeah. think so now. <laughs> I love um, you on 30 Rock. Oh, geez, thanks. Kate, since I'm not talking to Kristen, yes, just, are you still okay. Kate? Yeah. Oh, okay. I love Kristen on 30 Rock. It's so fun. She's all right, but yeah. she could do better. Yeah. <laughs> she needs to learn. Uh, <laughs> it was good. They're nice. Santa is here backstage at Comedy Bang. Yeah. Bang. So this is your podcast? No, this isn't my podcast. Oh. We're not, do- but you should do my podcast. I hear you on the radio. I'm on the radio, yes. Uh, You're Siri- on the radio. On Sirius, Sirius? Yeah. 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 Do you know um, Julia and, and Jenny? Very, very well. Yes, uh, I do. That's cool. They're the best. 
no, I'm just here. We're just all hanging out backstage because it's like, you know, like, it's, I guess, technically the last live comedy bang bang. Oh. Because they've done, you know, Scott's done it. He's for, wrapping it up. He's wrapping it up. He's oh, wrapping that's it. too bad. Yeah. But there's still the podcast and the TV show. You, uh, you've you done comedy bang bang at UCB. Yeah, at the LA. UCB. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you have yeah. any fond memories of Scott Ackerman's comedy bang bang at UCB? Well, you know, it was the hot show to do in LA. Right. Like, and it was Tuesday nights and. If you could fit it in, if you're flying in from New York to L.A. and you could get a comedy bang-bang show in, you felt like you had, you, you did the best show in L.A. I'm getting disapproving looks from Paul. And oh, Tom man. Yeah. Let me tell you why. Because okay. Jake Fogelness totally Tom Sawyered me with this uh, this interview thing where I thought I was going to get interviewed. Then Jake just hands me a microphone, then hands somebody else a microphone. And all of a sudden, I'm in charge of the interview. Not fair. <laughs> No, the whole thing. The whole thing is not fair. That's not your job. The end. You're here to be cake boss, and that's it. That's exactly. Right. Oh, look who just walked in. Yeah. <laughs> then, oh, it'd be fun if. if Where are you oh, going, Chris? I have to go to two microphones. Yeah, no one well, at home would know that. No, we're doing like a full spectrum uh, wall of sound. Chris, oh, that's what we're Chris, doing. Chris, yeah. you have your own comic book store and well, your own um, podcast room and your own stage. That's sort of true. I, do, I just have a space at the back of the comic book store. Yeah, but, but it's, there it's a stage there. Do you pay rent for that or did they just give it to you? Um, we have a deal worked out. Can you tell us about sort of the, like, you know, Mechanatia okay. of how know, your business so, works. That, why, I'll send you an email like, of the ah. earth chart. <laughs> you just, yeah. the, you Do you have a base really camp cute. set up that, that we could log into? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, and then we can share documents and you can see yeah. the structure of everything. <laughs> Beautiful. And, uh, yeah. It feels kind of like a duct, like an air duct. Oh, I just love it. That is a beautiful, you look beautiful great. dress. What? Oh. I don't go in there. No, no. It is. Is your necklace your Twitter? <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you. I like it. You look great. You look really pretty tonight. Chris, who are you wearing tonight? Uh, I made this. Yeah. That's right. I'll kill. I'll kill for money. Hey, Lance Banks. All right. This is a great... It's turning into a great... Lance, I was like, where's your camera? And then it like comes out. This guy doesn't have. Get out of here! I'm please leaving. Just go. I'm leaving <laughs> to go to Performance Zadies in Nashville, and then in Chicago I'll be uh, December. Oh my for, God! Uh, Hi. Bye. Good to see you guys. Um, Will you talk with Lance? How are your kids? They're amazing. They're phenomenal. <laughs> Can really I tell great. a story about your yeah, kids? Yeah, yeah. He's got the best kids, first of all. And and one day his daughter comes up to me and she she said, "A fish fell out of the sky on our window." Right? Was that what she kept saying? Yeah. A fish fell out. Of, a fish rained on our car. A fish rained on our car. And how old is she? She's four. And I'm like, oh god, shut up! I wasn't like shut up, but yeah. I was like, okay, like. Yeah. And then and then her brother, who's a, was like a great man almost. Yeah. He's wonderful. Was like backed her up. He's like, yeah, a fish rained on our car today. A fish rained on your car. Yeah, and then we showed you the <laughs> photograph. Yeah, a fish rained on their car. We don't know. I don't know the science. I mean, you, you hear that folklore about it raining frogs or whatever, but I didn't ever think it was a legitimate thing. Do you think that maybe Paul Thomas Anderson was standing above your I would certainly hope not. I don't have four hours to linger. But you you have the best kids. They're good kids. Yeah, I, re- I, I love them. I mean, I'm... I mean, I don't want him there. Hey, look, it's Kurt. Hey. Hi. Hi, Kurt Brownoller here. 
What are you guys talking about? I don't know what's going on. This is the last comedy bang bang. I didn't know that. I knew that. I knew that. I stay in touch. I stay Huffington in touch. Post. What? There was an article in the Huffington Post. Oh. <laughs> but not the Post. They were too busy covering a dude getting killed. Yeah, what That's was horrifying. that? You guys got any fond memories of Scott Aukerman? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, some fond memories. I remember uh, on the Comedy Bang Bang tour once, uh, Scott and I had a real nice cup of coffee. Okay, that's not Pretty great story. Pretty great story. I think that right now people would be like, oh, that's a great story. And they, you would think that they were kidding. Like, it's like I'm being sarcastic. Oh, great story. But that's actually a great story. It was really pleasant. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's just nice. It was a nice that you guys got to share that moment. Like, yeah. you don't you don't get to sit down with a friend yeah. and just have a cup of coffee. No, not just, anymore. It's not, not anymore. It's about bullshit. It's about bullshit. Right? Well, I got to go. Oh, bye, Kristen. Bye. <laughs> Great clip. <laughs> Maybe meanders a bit, but hey. <laughs> no. On point, on subject. Wow. Lance Bangs, known him for a long time. He did all the EPK stuff for the Mr. Show movie back in 2000. And um, he sent me a really nice uh, email after the show uh, congratulating me. And and uh, he's been to a, a ton of these shows over the years at the UCB and at MBAR. So. Um, director Lance Banks is a lot of. If you don't know who he is, check out his stuff. He's great. Um, yeah. 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 There it is. There it is. Up next, Anthony Jeselnik and Jake Fogelnest. Hi, I'm Jake Fogelnest. Anthony Jeselnik's here. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. We're we're just hanging out at the. I, it's the final comedy bang bang. I know. I can't believe it. Well, I mean, surely you must have so many memories of comedy bang bangs gone by you know i do and i think i think this show means more to me than like anybody else really because when really? i started doing com i started doing stand-up right as the show was starting in uh at the m bar when it was comedy death ray and it was like the show to get on and like as i started doing comedy like i would go to open mics and be like how can i get on that show so like being trying to be different trying to be like edgy being like dark that all came from like wanting to be oh, wow. on Comedy Death Ray, and that's like that. That show meant the world to me. So Still you would say that like Scott Ackerman is sort of your Lorne Michaels. Kind of. I used to like like dream about like not dream, but like daydream about like asking Scott to lunch to ask him if I really? was like doing all right with my career, like if I should be changing anything. Like he was like almost like a father figure. Do you know what? For better I, or for worse, I yeah. had that lunch with Scott. Really? And it's the best lunch. <laughs> like you should you should still have it because Scott kind of this is very sincere, but Scott kind of is sort of this great curator and he really kind of understands comedy in, in such a way that like he always has great thoughts and, and yeah but yeah. as like a younger comic like yeah. I felt like he, he, he almost didn't want to be that you yeah know, he wanted yeah. to like, book a show and do his own thing and everything and he liked comics but we would all look at him like he could point to you and be like you're with me you're kid. the guy like, you're yeah. <laughs> yeah there's no reason Jonah Ray got so much stage time other than the <laughs> fact that he was friends with Scott that, that you, you, you couldn't even be friends with him because you just couldn't stop looking at him like he was the godfather of, of comedy you know? they do call him the godfather comedy and yeah. he has that it, it, do you think that the cape that he wears as the godfather comedy is tasteful or ostentatious? Like I think it's a little of both. You right. know what I mean? It started out tasteful, but then he just kept adding to the cape, yeah. and it got longer and longer, yeah. and then it became ostentatious. I yeah. Think. It's... 
it it really says I can make you or break you in comedy and like I I, I mean they have to be rhinestones. He wasn't even that interested in making you. It was right. more of just breaking people. Yeah. If he, if he couldn't break you, you were gonna go far. Do you uh, have um? Do you have uh like one particular set that you remember like were that like a comedy? I remember. Banging? I remember my second set ever. I did like it was a uh it was like a new co comedian show you know and I was the last yeah. guy going up and it was like a terrible show everyone was kind of eating it and I had friends there I was like nervous and there was also industry and I went up and Boris Hamilton introduced me as Anthony Giselznik like really messed up my name and I went up on stage and I said uh, how about a big hand for Boris Hamilton everybody doing a great job tonight and everyone clapped and I said actually I was being sarcastic <laughs> and the place like went crazy That's and then great. everyone sort of was like kind of annoyed with me that I called someone out like that because yeah. I was like this new kid and everyone called me Tony J for like three years Wow! It's, like did not have to say Jesselnik and I was like oh, I can't ever get mad at this I have to just eat it until yeah. I get tired of it and finally finally they have finally yeah. people can say Jesselnik <laughs> so, yeah, that was my favorite um, Anthony this is fun it's fun yeah, it's absolutely. comedy bang bang Thanks for, Absolutely. for chatting. Don't Thanks, cut Jake. this into something. Yeah, great. Don't cut great it up. Tony J. Tony I forgot J. about that. I forgot. I think, I think I started that. You started Tony J? Yeah, I just thought it was funny to call him Tony J. Tony J. And then every time I'd see him, Tony J. <laughs> How does that make you feel to hear him say all those kind words about you? Uh, that's really nice. I mean, Anthony... I guess I don't remember him not being on the show. Um, he's he's he is probably right that he was maybe just like three months later than everyone else. Uh, that he's, you know how when you first start you always kind of like judge yourself by like when did the other people of your peer group start? So I remember I started comedy and and Paul F. Tompkins and Jay Johnson had had been there for like six months before me, but they were always higher in the rankings or whatever. But uh, I always just remember Anthony as being there from the beginning and being one of those the great new crop of comedians who were very exciting to me like you know your bj novaks and dan mintz morgan murphy, morgan murphy and and anthony was was one of those uh people that i was very excited by when i first started seeing him and and then exploited his talent <laughs> <laughs> and so but i love anthony he's he's so funny and um you know, he's he's uh, got such a dark uh, persona, but I always just uh, really like him personally. He's a great oh, guy. Oh, he's so lovable. Yeah. Speaking of lovable people, these are some old friends of yours. Uh-oh. Brian Posehn and Doug Benson. Ooh. Are you, are you, when you take Oh, you haven't done it? No. It's, everybody's recording Comedy Bang Bang Memories, and they decide to pair Brian Posehn and I together because we don't have any. I don't remember shit about Comedy Bang Bang. It was called something else first. Comedy Death Ray. Yeah, and we did it at a different place. M-Bar. Yeah, M-Bar. And we'd get high in that parking lot, and then they put it inside a building, and then we'd get high in that building. Yeah, we got high back in the <coughs> near the garbage. <coughs> yeah. At UCB. Brian Posehn. You really think they don't know who we are just by <laughs> talking about how we are high before every show? Like, who else was it? Yeah, they, Is that Paul F. Tompkins and Patton Oswalt talking about how they got high in a parking lot? No, it's clearly Doug Benson and Brian Poston. <laughs> Patton gets high. But not in a parking lot before a show. Like, he's got to have... That's true. He does it in his man show. roll it on a doily or some fucking fancy bullshit. <laughs> he gets high in a chopper. <laughs> He sits inside a teacup and... <laughs> it spins? Yeah. 
<laughs> anyway. Do you have any memories, Brian, of any particular comedy death no, ray or bang bang appearances? I do. I mean, I feel like those shows um, in the beginning, I mean, I, I don't do them that often anymore, so I'm still going to miss it. But, um, like, those shows help me become funnier and, and try harder. And, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, going and just watching these crazy fucking solid shows of all our funny friends doing shit that they wrote just that week. Yeah, and, made then, me, and then always the latest new guy that's hot Yeah, and some guy you've never heard of, and you'd be like, who is that dick, BJ Or Novak? lady. Sometimes yeah, yeah. it was a lady. What else? Um, that's all I got. Yeah, well, of course it was great for me because I did, after a few years of comedy, Death Ray, I started doing Douglas movies as the pre-show to comedy Death Ray and then later comedy Bang Bang. And uh, so it was great for me because uh, people would come and try to get better seats for Comedy Bang Bang by sitting through my show. <laughs> so uh, those guys are dicks. So it gave me an audience right away, you know, and okay. and then they've and then they've been fairly loyal ever since. So that happened. <laughs> so that was neat. I don't even smoke pot anymore, but when I sit with you, I feel like I'm high. <laughs> You might as well be, because that's, that's all I'm hearing. <laughs> you, you sound pretty fucked up to me. <laughs> oh, oh too. Boy, the times I spent sitting in Brian Posehn's house with Doug, we were talking about this the other night, and playing video games, playing GoldenEye and Mario Kart, and watching <laughs> ER and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Joss Whedon. Yep. Uh, thanks, guys. That was really nice. Nice to hear from them. Um, yeah, Doug, Doug and Brian, my old friends. My, uh, as I say, Doug Benson, uh, not my oldest friend in comedy, meaning age, but I mean uh, the the person that I've known the longest in comedy. Dougie B. Mm-hmm. Came came up to me in line for a Mister Show taping and told me, "Hey, what are you doing in this regular line? Come stand in the VIP line." I was like, "I'm not a VIP." He goes. You, you're a comic, aren't you? Get in here. And it made me feel like a comic. Oh, well, we're going to hear more from him again. Uh, and this time he's joined with Kate McCucci and Tom Lennon. Oh, boy. Five, four, three, two. Hello. Kate. Hey, Jake. Oh. Uh, it's Tom and Kate. Hi, I'm, I'm Kate Makuchi, and uh, to the left of me is Tom Lennon. To my right is uh, the brunette half of Garfunkel and Oates, uh, Kate. I- <laughs> I'm positive I do. I will say this, and Kate... Tell me if this is accurate yes, or inaccurate. Sure, sure. When I found out it was never going to be a live show anymore, a little bit of a weight came off my shoulders. You felt pressure every week. Kind of. Like, I should be there. I should do something. I should be there, and you get an email from Scott, and he's like, come out and do something. And by the way, if you have any balls and any credibility, you would be there doing something. Right. So you should be, and you're supposed to be. And anytime you're not, you're you, just feel, you feel a little yeah. lame. And you're like, you know it's happening. It's Tuesday night. It's going on over there. 
You know that. And and I think, you know, it's like you always knew that if you had nothing to do on a Tuesday night, you could swing by and of say course. hi to your friends. But, so, did you not feel the tiniest bit of relief when you... When you when, when, when you heard the show's never going to happen again, it's ever not again? Except for the TV version and I think the podcast. <laughs> so, like, so every version of everything of it that is people know still As, exists. Aside from the, if you live in LA yeah. near Franklin Village. The one that you, like 300 different people know about, <laughs> that, the, that one, the same 100 people came to every day for 10 years, that's dead. It is and a lot of the same people. It is a lot of the yeah. same wonderful people. But yes, Which, I'm sorry, Kate. Well, so what it was? You guys have done about a million, because I've done at least five with you, maybe yeah, more. I don't know. I I wouldn't say a million. I maybe more like five hundred. But um, that'd be everyone. But that's okay. <laughs> no. That's a hundred percent. No, I uh, no, I don't know. We we. I think for us, it was always a very exciting thing when Scott would say, "Hey, you know, he'd send that mass email. Tell us your availability." Are you afraid these next few months? What Tuesday would you like? And it just felt like an honor to be on that list to say, yes, we would like to perform. And then if we didn't have new stuff, like you're saying, you'd feel like, oh, I shouldn't go out. But it's also the safest place to try stuff that's not fully finished. Yes. For example, I'm closing the 10-year run of this comedy show with a bit I have never run by anybody at Did all. Did you come up with it like in your car on the way over or something? No, no. I've been work- it's been in the works for a week. Oh. Yeah. So that should be all right then. Well, you say that now. <laughs> I can't say. But but this is the perfect place to try things that aren't fully tested. Wouldn't you agree? I would agree. I yeah. feel like um, I feel like UCB is safe. I, I was not around when the M-Bar uh, part of this show was happening. How many years was that? I don't know, but I feel like I did it. I feel like I did it at some other place too, but I can't really remember. Because uh. I used to do, in fairness, Kate, a ton of drugs. Really? Kind of. Yeah. I I don't do a lot of drugs, but I have accidentally gotten high at UCB. Because you sat on Doug Benson. <laughs> yes. In fact, we're sitting on a coat or something that was worn by Doug Benson. I'm, it, I'm wearing the coat that, is that, what it is? that Doug was sitting it, on. It so kind of reeks a little bit. Of, of a little bit of marijuana? No, of drugs. Yeah. yeah. Drugs. Well. Straight up drugs. <laughs> um. No, no. Uh, Doug's the only person I know who has no problem with drugs. There's no problem with Doug's drug use. Except for one time in San Francisco, I felt like I lost the brother. Oh, really? For a minute. What happened? There was just a minute at a show we did. I did a Benson interruption in San Francisco. <laughs> and Doug had moved on from just regular smoking pot and eating pot and all the other ways you can ingest pot and eyedroppers of pot to uh, something called skillets. Where you freebase pot. And that's where I felt like he got super high. Remember that? <laughs> Doug, do you... Skillets and dabs are bad. <laughs> so he agrees. I don't... Ag- yeah, I don't uh, <laughs> recommend dabs. <laughs> so it was pre-show. dabs, right? Yeah. No pre-show dabs. Yeah, don't pre-show dab it. <laughs> that was the only time I felt like I lost a brother. Um, and by the way, he turns black when he gets too far far out, apparently. Because I don't know why I said yeah, I lost I a brother. Yeah, I jive. Ugh... <laughs> 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 uh, Anyway, uh, no, Doug has, Doug is, if I, if I could function the way Doug does on drugs, good God, I would do it, would it in a, a second, d- of course, why wouldn't you? By the way, I've met two people in my entire life that can do that. One is uh, Chris Robinson from the Black Crows. <laughs> the other is a, a brilliant gentleman named Doug Benson. Do That's they ever it. hang out? I don't know, I should make that an introduction. Doug, do you know Chris Robinson? I do, actually. <laughs> 
I was about to say there's only two people I know in the entire world that can function at that level. Hey, does anybody know where we are on the lineup? Because I'm on some. Point. Oh, you you have but oh, so do you want to talk about what you're going to do tonight to close? No, no, it's just not worked off. on at all. It's uh, it just hasn't been worked on at all. But it's uh, this is the last. You're you kind of you're closing the show. Yeah. You're closing the last show. Yeah. That's it a does, lot of it that's does. a lot of pressure. It would be if this show like, you know, that's the other thing about it. This show here's what the show is, Jake. Mm. This will be the thing you use in your piece. This show is like. Do you know how Tibetan monks make something called a mandala? Yes. It's a painting that you make out of sand. Mm -hmm. And you make a painting out of sand, and it's really intricate and beautiful, and you make it on the ground, and it's really detailed. But basically, a short while after you're done, you look at it for a little while, and then you wipe it away. And it's gone, because nothing is permanent. And uh, I think this show is the Tibetan mandala of the stand-up community world, which is perfect place to make something out of sand that you then wipe away and never think about again. <laughs> Just forget about the whole thing. Just fucking forget it. Forget it. Wipe that fucking Just mandala off of your face. Yeah. Shake it off on the way on the way to the car. Exactly. Shake the it off whole, on the way to the car. The whole thing. I've had times that have gone bad. I might have one time that goes bad right now. Well... Well, we just performed a little bit ago, and mm. I wouldn't say that we did very well. So. You did very, very well. Well, that's nice of you to say. Thank yeah. you. But, um, yeah, we, we had to stop because we were laughing. That's some rookie shit. <laughs> that, in fairness, that is rookie shit. <clears throat> it just doesn't usually happen. No. But, you know. That's just, and although it's also very late. Yes. I think when I go on, it's going to be midnight-ish. Although I'm a little worried now that I should be gearing up. Well, it's, maybe We're getting in the home it. stretch. Yeah. yeah. Talk to Kate for a little while. You're going to be great. Thanks. And 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 thanks for for closing out the show. I on behalf of of uh, <laughs> I, I don't know who. I'm just saying thank you. Somebody had to. I will personally I'll take I'll, I'll thanks, take Jake. I personally thank you for closing out the show, Tom. Thanks. And now the quiet sounds of us all having sex. Hang on. Oh, this <laughs> is I'm not. Done. Oh, I'm done. I'm done. I'm I've never been practicing. No, uh, hang on. Ah, uh, for crying out loud! I'm Kate. I'm so sorry. Oh no, it's okay. It's this all right. Is weird. No, it's I'm it's, on a it's weird a new medicine dress, that made okay. this new thing happen. No, I I can. Well, that I, is just I'll weird. I'll just take it to the dry cleaners. It's tomorrow. just weird. It's all right. Normally, I'm. St uh, I really apologize. No, that's okay. I've been thinking about my own death a lot lately, and it's probably that. It's probably that. It's probably mortality just creeping in. Ah <laughs> 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 uh, yes. <laughs> Tom Lennon, um, actually, he never did do the M-Bar shows. Um, I remember... Were you just checking it now, honey? No, no, I wasn't. I Because I remember it very well the first time he did it. It was the... Um, it was either the third anniversary or the fourth anniversary. I believe it was the fourth anniversary. And Patton brought them as a special guest. We we would try for those big anniversary shows to occasionally have um, special That's guests true. that were unannounced who were big names. And I remember Patton saying, maybe I can get the Reno 911 guys and um, in character. And um, that was a, a huge thrill for me. because And I had never met Tom uh, at that point. And um, he and Ben both did their characters in character and did um, songs um and it's in it's on the uh, CD that we put out the comedy death ray CD but um yeah it was a big thrill to meet those guys and um you know the the screams when those guys came out in character it was it was huge so yeah i i remember uh, when when i got to know him very well up next mike rosenstein and jake fogelnest the mike rosenstein 
Yeah, yeah, the very one. The Mike Rosenstein from Red Hour. Yes, the wow. great bearded how did, one. How did we get him? No, stop it. This will be the least funny interview of all the it interviews. Doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We're just, it does, they don't have to be funny. Are we recording? Yeah, we're recording. Okay. Do you feel... You talk to every legendary comedian. Well, here's the thing. Mike Rosenstein. Mike Rosenstein. You may not know the name, but you know the Instagrams. Like, if anybody... <laughs> like, if anybody who's has logged more time backstage hanging out at Comedy Bang Bang, it's you. Right? That, well, that could be possible. Maybe Tall John. Tall John. But I've been there, yeah, probably, I mean, I've gone to the show every week probably for the past six plus years-ish. What is it about the show, Mike? I just, it's funny because, you know, we're doing this and you say that about Instagram. And I just yeah. posted an Instagram about three minutes ago that was a love letter to comedy. What bang, was, it, bang, what was comedy the Instagram? Death Ray. It was just a picture of the set list. Oh, yeah. It says see? the final set list for the Comedy Bang Bang stand-up show, which was... I've been going to every Tuesday for the past six plus years. Way back when it was Comedy Death Ray. I became addicted to live comedy because of this show. Thank you. I love you. I miss you already. That's actually True. very, very, very sweet. Very sincere for me. That is Instagram, very, very generally sincere. Generally, it's yeah. not, but look, show means a lot to me. No, you, you know, can go on. I mean, there, look, there's been some really great, long, epic shows like tonight. Yeah. When it's like every comedian I ever want to see in one show. Yeah. And it's crazy. And there have been a lot of comedians that I've learned about on on the show and uh you know i i don't know i remember some some nights of like todd glass and zach todd glass zach galifianakis like closing out the show and doing like half hour 40 minute bits not sets like right just bits where they're just fucking with the audience and like every i mean oh, it's just crazy hold on we're it's a little distracting because nick kroll, is nick kroll has a, a, a glow stick a really thin neon dick like oh, <laughs> there's no we're talking about we're have, we're talking we're trying to have a sincere moment about like our favorite you know thoughts about comedy bang bang and you're jerking off a neon cock. Yeah, well, at least you I just experienced it. my favorite moment in the history of comedy bang bang. <laughs> wow! So you heard it here first. <laughs> exclusive. <laughs> Chart exclusive. <laughs> Well, Nick Kroll was mentioned uh, and his uh, glowing pee pee. Mm -hmm. He's going to be up next with Chelsea Peretti and Todd Glass. Comedy, 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 Scott Opera Scott Opperman touch my dip. Scott Opperman touched my dip. Stop Opperman stuffed my tip. <laughs> I guess I have some stories. I get the mic comfortable. Well, I guess I could. Chelsea, I go, I don't know if I have any stories. And then I do a quick pull. I mean, it goes away. 
all see it the same way. It's like, you know I'm going to be fucking talking for a while. <laughs> well, I guess I could maybe just boom. <laughs> yeah. Great clip. Wait, are you serious? Is that the clip? That's the clip. <laughs> there it is. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's a great clip, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, honey? Yeah. Husband, we yes. are one one more clip. One more clip? No. Yes. I want them to continue forever. All right, let's start it over. <laughs> <laughs> this is the last clip. Uh, it's uh, of uh, Jeff Ulrich mm. and Miss Kulop Vilaisak. Oh, boy. I know those two. <laughs> okay, so I'm here with Kulop. Hi. And Kulop, I want to yes. hear yes, Jeff. your most memorable moments from Comedy Bang Bang. Um, I guess it was, we did a sketch one time where Scott pretended to ask me to marry him. Really? Yes. When was was this? It was a hit. I don't remember when. It was a while back, but it was much before he actually (laughs) asked me to marry him. (laughs) But, um... I know Comedy Bang Bang has been such a big part of our lives. And part of it, I was like so excited. I'm like, well, have him back on a Tuesday night. Right, yeah. But we've never had Tuesday, Tuesday nights, nights. At, since we've been together for the it's most basically part. It's been almost the entire yeah, right? Yeah, definitely. So now I have him back. I'm going to start a show at UCB. Oh, you are? Called Comedy Bong Bong. <laughs> <laughs> you had me. I'm going to book it, um, and then I'm going to not be able to, and then he's going to book it. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so that's my plan. Well, I don't know what all the other bozos have been talking about, but... I'm sure it's a real mixed bag. <laughs> <laughs> what I would like to hear from you is just like... You know, what kind of sense of pride do you have in looking back on it and what Scott's done? Cause oh, I'm very proud of my husband um, for many reasons, this being just one. Um, I think Comedy Bang Bang is where he really found who he was as, if you will, a tastemaker, right. producer. Right. Um, and he curated the show with such care and with such love. He's somebody who... Um, is very careful and sincere about who he endorses and who he right, likes, right. and um, I think that's why pe- comics like to do the sh- like to do the show. Yeah, um, I'm so proud of him. In general, I'm in a constant state of pride for Scott. Yeah, um, he exceeds whatever. I don't know. He exceeds all my expectations. So he does things the right way. He does do things like the right whatever way. It, it is and whatever yeah. the right way is. That's the way he does things. And I agree. Um, yeah, he's just somebody I'm so happy that I can take over the world with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's a fantastic partner. <laughs> well, thanks for talking to me. About oh yeah, it. Jeff. Of course. I'm Thank so you for doing glad. this. I hope Scott likes it. I hope you like it. I know Scott. he's gonna like it. I think he's gonna love it. All right. You can blame me. <laughs> <laughs> he will. <laughs> All right. Signing off from backstage. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. All right. Well, cool. Well, that's been our show, and uh, we'll see you next time on. Okay. Uh, I just need to say that I didn't realize that this was a podcast when oh. I recorded it. <laughs> I thought this was just like a surprise thing that was 
going to happen for you. So now I'm kind of like, wow, like <sighs> so much talking. I <laughs> know. Uh, it's great. Thank you so much. That's uh, very nice of you to say. I thought it was just going to go to you. Like, I didn't okay. know all these people were going to hear it, well, too. Well, you can edit it out if they're, what'd you say that you don't, don't want people know. to hear? I guess that I'm proud of you. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> um, well, that's it, huh? That's, uh, yeah. It, this is, yeah, that was, that was the, that was, yeah. the Earwolf Presents backstage at the holiday nativity pageant. Yeah. Well, I, I have some people I do want to thank, though, um, before you sign off. Uh, first of all, I want to thank uh, uh, Jake Fogelnest and Tall John for uh, putting that whole thing together. I know they they worked uh, hard backstage to do that. Um, I also want to thank uh, the people who put on the show, the, the very last show with us, uh, you know, Mike Costanza from the World Dodgeball. Uh, league and also Ryan McAnaman from AST Records. He's going to be doing a, a show on Tuesday nights that's going to take the old time slot, so that'll be good for him. And then, uh, of course, thanks to you for putting that show together and also for hosting this today. <laughs> You're welcome, baby. And uh, UCB Theater, where we were for the last seven and three quarters years or so, uh, thanks to them. And um, especially, the, to, I want to say thank you to Susan Hale. Susan Hale, definitely. I, I thanked her at the show before. She oh, okay, be forget it this. then. Forget Rescind it. Rescind that. Thank you. <laughs> I take it back. <laughs> and uh, the LA Food Bank, thanks for letting us, you know, do these shows for them. Uh, they're a great cause. Check them out, uh, LA Food Bank, and donate to them. Yeah, and every dollar that you donate, they can. Um, they can supply four meals to needy people, so keep that in mind. Yeah. Uh, Audible, thank you for sponsoring this. Audible.com, you sponsored my show as well, but thanks for uh, uh, last minute sort of you know, getting the money together for this, and that's going to go to the L.A. Food Bank, and we really appreciate that. And Jeff Ulrich, I want to thank Jeff for putting – sort of conceptualizing this. He just yeah. didn't really tell me what was – Happening, he said, "Hey, do we do, do we want to record some people doing bits backstage?" I went, "Yeah, sure." And then it, it turned into this, which is yeah. Really nice, he so. orchestrated this love fest for Scott Ackerman and Comedy Bang Bang. Yeah, and most of all, Engineer Cody. Yes, I think um, <laughs> above all of those people, <laughs> Engineer Cody for editing this together and se- had setting up those mics backstage, yep. breaking it down. Mm-hmm. Brett was back there too, but fuck him. Yeah, uh, fuck, um, him. fuck him. Ramhand, you're VIP. MVP. <laughs> um, and guys, it's it's been a great 10 years. I mean, I, I thank you, even if you don't know what we're talking about. I, I thought about that. Like, not all of you have been to L.A. or know what this show was, but it really was a special time for for me and for, for a lot of people, I guess. So Yeah, definitely. Thanks so much for, for all the audiences who came, and, and uh, you know, thanks for listening to this. This was really nice. And I'll see you next time on the podcast. No, that's uh, Jimmy Pardo. Uh, I'll see you at the movies. Where are you going to see people? Uh, probably just near our house. Okay. <laughs> I'll see you at the movies. She'll see you near our house. See you next time. Bye. Bye. This has been an Earwolf Media production. Executive producers Jeff Ulrich and Scott Aukerman. For more information, visit Earwolf.com. EarwolfRadio.com The Wolf Dead Dale, y'all! 
This is Tony Rodriguez. This is Carlos Santos. This is Riza Licea. And this is Oscar Montoya. When our powers combine, we are Spanish Aquí Presents. We have a brand new podcast here on Earwolf, bringing you the best of the best of lo mejor of the Latinx comedy. Join us every Tuesday as we chat about what's going on in our lives, Latinx culture, and ¿qué es lo que? Lo que no está picando. Lo que te pica. Don't worry, we'll tell you what that means if you listen. We'll also be joined by a new guest every single week. We'll get to know a little bit more about their lives. Every single week. Uh-huh. And then we'll make them sit back and watch us improvise their lives right back to them. Improvisation. <laughs> Spanish Aki Presents premieres July 16th. Subscribe now in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. Hola, Nesea. Spanish Aki Presents. <laughs>